coming out we are coming back with a vengeance it's your boy Chevy Chevrea the excellence of podcast execution with our special guest Miss Jenna Lynn today our man Mr. 409 Nate Laws will be tagging up with me we're tackling the karate queen in the ring on chop to the chest we're hearing her story of how she got started in wrestling her passion the 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 people who inspired her and everything she's doing now every single flyer I pick up this woman is on it so big shout out to Jenna Lynn thank you so much for being on the show if you're listening to this the first week we should let you know some of our favorite local wrestling promotions are having events coming up october 12th it is our main sponsor reality of wrestling shout out to all the boys at reality wrestling they're doing an amazing job you can come out catch them live some of the best high-flying local wrestling you will see and they are also on do not forget fight tv and are reaching crazy numbers on youtube so look up reality of wrestling on youtube go smash that subscribe button join them on fight tv follow their show you will not not be disappointed. Also, the up-and-coming Undisputed Pro Wrestling, your boy Chevy Chavaria, is doing the announcing that night. That is October 19th in Bay Cliff, Texas at the Volunteer Fire Department. We have some crazy stuff up our sleeves for that, so don't um, don't miss out on that. I should say this is Chopped to the Chest Radio. We are a love letter to local wrestling, so if there is a local show, we want to make sure you get off your butt, you get in those seats, and you boo for your favorite face or cheer for your favorite heel, however you want to do it. We ain't mad at you, baby. Get ready. Hold on. We're jumping in the squared audio circle with the Karate Queen, Miss Jenna Lynn. Let's do this, baby. What's up, Audio Avengers? If you don't know, well, you should. This is Ruthless. Ryan Davidson, superstar here at the Reality Wrestling, and you are listening to Chop to the Chest Radio. The following contest is scheduled for one fall. Hi, this is Nate Laws, and you're listening to Chop to the Chest Radio. Whoa, don't. Mr. 409 Nate Laws, don't be bringing that weak stuff on this podcast. You come you come with the thunder. Do your thing, baby. Okay. What's up, people? It's your boy, Mr. 409, and you listen to the Chop to the Chest Radio, baby. Woo! Oh, I was so excited. That's the energy I am talking about. I am Chevy Chavarri, the excellence of podcast execution, and I am so excited. This podcast has been years in the making. It feels like I have been trying to get this guest on my podcast, and she was in training. We're going to kick it over to Miss Jenna. Uh, Lynn, say hi to our people. What is up, everybody? Okay, literally the entire time that he was giving that introduction just now, I was fist pumping into the air. He was, she was. I I, I felt like I was in Jersey. Yes. (laughs) Where's Brendan Steen when you need him? Yes. Jersey. (laughs) No, but I was because he's right. I... It's literally been years in the making. We have. So when Seriously. we first started Chopped to the Chest, before we even had episodes, I think, we met Miss Jenna in her early stages of training, wasn't in the ring, was, I don't even know if you were doing the Pelosi character, which we will talk about oh, tonight. Oh. Yes. Um, yeah, yes. Yes. All right. 
her passion for wrestling and pretty much anything she does caught my eye, and I'm like, I'm getting this this little chick on the podcast. <laughs> oh, it's a must. It's and, a must. And she uh, and the, and since then, I was really hoping to grab her before she blew up. Now I was wrestling. Over the entire state of Texas, every time I turn around, Jenna Lynn's on a flyer. Hold on, somewhere. not just Texas, not my just brother. Te- not just bad. Texas, man. Shimmer, man. Come Shimmer, on, man. I, I hear works of rise in the mix mm-hmm. that you might be heading that direction here pretty soon. Let's take it back before we jump into all the details. Jenna Lynn, what, what, let's, let's start from the beginning. What caught your heart about wrestling? Let's do it. Um, you know, I don't have any cool story as far as, oh, my parents watched it, or my brother watched it, and I came in the room. I don't have anything cool like that. Um, I was 11 years old. It was a Friday night, and because I'm a nerdy 11-year-old girl, uh, what better thing is there to do than just sit on the couch and watch TV? Uh, and at that time, we did not have cable in my house, so, you know, you just had the standard, uh, standard channels. So I'm flipping the channels, and of course, there's nothing on TV. But uh, SmackDown was on, Mm. and I had never seen wrestling. I mean, obviously, you hear wrestling, you have kind of an idea of what it is based on what you've read about or, you know, seen in a picture or whatever. Right, right, right. It's just part of pop culture. Exactly right. Pop culture. So I didn't really have, uh, but as far as seeing it live action like that, I had never seen it before. And again, nothing else was on TV, so I was just like, okay. Let me, let me check this out. So I kept watching it, and I think I caught only, like, the last 30 minutes. But I remember seeing The Undertaker. I remember seeing Rey Mysterio. I remember seeing Batista. And I was just enamored by it. It was just so cool. And let me tell you why. And I think this Was that approach... the time that you just, like, fell in love with the boys? You're 11 years old. You're like, <laughs> I'm reading this book. And then these swole men in these superhero costumes come Muscles. on. Muscles. And you're like, something just changed oh, inside oh me. Oh, my gosh. Yes. Okay, you guys are making me blush. Stop it. Okay, go, 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 go. <laughs> sorry, sorry. Look at her. No, no, what I, what I was saying is, um, it's kind of far as what got me into it is, you know, you're watching it, and these guys are are in combat for, with each other. You know what right. I mean? They are fighting to see who wins, who is the superior. And, you know, there's a story behind it. There is this big guy, you know, this dead man, literally. Uh, and then this, you know, this little guy who's barely five feet tall. And just immediately you want to see what's going to happen. It's, you know, it's so different. This guy is a dead man. This guy, he's got a mask on. He's five feet tall. Right. Like, these different characters. And, and, and Mysterio's are, costumes are always great. Just just eye-catching yeah. as kids. I mean, that's why they probably sell more Mysterio masks than almost anything in the merch table because yeah. um, it's just so captivating and he, so superhero-like. Well, he, he I mean, he has a smaller stature, and, I mean, the kids focus on that. I mean, he's a, a superhero, and yeah. then the fact that, that he's about... A little bit taller than them might be their height. Well, he I'm, connects with and them. And you got to think, too. So if you're watching that world, that WWE world, here comes mm-hmm. Rey Mysterio in the land of giants. And as a kid, sometimes that's how you feel. Like, everything in the world is so much bigger than you are. And so that connection, you connect with them, you know. Yeah. And, yeah, I, I mean, I can confirm that. You right. Know what I mean, mm-hmm. especially because I was always smaller. I mean, again, not much has changed mm-hmm. uh, as we fast forward. But uh, just seeing these different characters and just the color that they all had and you know they were all so different and it was just it was just seeing it was just so cool and I think another part of it that made it so cool for me was before I actually you know turned on wrestling that very first night I had been doing taekwondo classes um, I'd been doing taekwondo since I was eight 
Uh, I was about 11 and a half, you know, when the wrestling, my I first think episode if you, of wrestling. I don't know if you can Google it, but I know somewhere on the interwebs, there's a picture of you, of little Jenna Lynn in Taekwondo outfit. Hello, since you're saying that, yeah, it's yeah. funny, the whole time that she's telling us this, for some reason in my head, I'm just uh, thinking about when she's like 11 years old, I'm on the couch, and then she watches wrestling for the first time. It's like in my head, I'm just hearing Daniel Stern's voice from the Wonder Years. And it's like, at that, li- at that time, my life completely changed. Right. You know how you did yeah, for yeah, Fred yeah, Savage? Yeah, 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 for sure, for sure. <laughs> that's, that, but that's how it felt, you know, because, like, I made that connection there. Uh, connection in terms of, you know, Taekwondo is not wrestling. It's right. not the exact same thing, but the idea of... Because I know, like, I was in tournaments. I would fight other, you know, li- other girls or even boys. Like, I would fight the, in that way. When when this podcast airs, I'm just saying, that picture is going to be put on the chop of the chest page. And not? I'm, uh, <laughs> so, I think there's a trophy involved. Isn't there? Are you, like, standing oh, next to a, a trophy that's bigger than you or yeah, something? Right, yeah, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes, that, yes. That's, that's somewhere. It's beautiful. I, it's I, beautiful. Hopefully it won't get dug up, but I'm You're sure. Right, right. But, um, yeah, and just kind of making that comparison, just like, hey, I do Taekwondo, like I'm a red belt or whatever it was at the time. And these guys are, they're kind of doing the same thing. That's that's really cool. And it's like, hey, you know, almost like we were even in a sense that, yeah. hey, I, I go to training for Taekwondo to learn this martial art three times a week. And I'm, you know, in tournaments, I'm learning forms. I'm taking these tests every few months to upgrade my belt. And I want to win in these tournaments, these sparring matches. I want to win first place. Well, these guys, they're fighting to win their match. It, it was just a really cool combo yeah. that I just kind of made that connection. And, you know, because of my previously what I was doing. And, you know, obviously it stuck with me because that was not, it was not just a, I'm watching it one night, turning it off. Uh, here we are, like 12 years later or whatever. And I'm, more yeah. in love with it than I ever have been. Yeah, so it was a continuation or it was like a slow build? Did you just watch it every week from then on out or it took a while to find out? Oh, yeah, no. It. It, from there, it was like every week. What? Um, yeah. <laughs> what, what did your parents feel about like their little girl <laughs> watching wrestling? Well, hold on. I, you just got to think, just uh, being a father. Yeah. You know, I'm, I'm coming in, you know, about to grab a soda or something, and I just see my daughter on the couch, sweaty men, just <laughs> rambling, uh-huh. and uh-huh. she just like stuck to the screen. I'm like... She's just, like, flexing in front of the TV. (laughs) I mean, you know, I I actually, you know, now that you make me think about it, I didn't ever really feel anything too weird about it. And let me me tell you why. It's because, again, before the wrestling part started. I'm just saying, if you were my daughter, I would be so hyped. Like, uh, because I have have boys, right? And so I don't have to say I want to force them to, like, wrestling. But Mm -hmm. it wasn't uh, I've shown them wrestling since they were little, so it wasn't just like, I'm in. You know, it's like, yeah. oh, that's cool, Dad. Yeah, like, I'm the nerd for watching yeah, wrestling. Like, yeah, yeah. you no. know what I'm saying? So, no, I, I get it. Um, but I think, I think the thing that it was okay was because before, again, before wrestling even was a part of my life, I was obsessed with like Bruce Lee movies, like ninja movies. Like my that's dad, awesome. <laughs> my dad would have them on mm-hmm. TV. And honestly, Bruce Lee was my introduction to like martial arts in general. And I would watch those movies. I'm like seven. You know what I mean? I yeah. just thought it was cool. You know, you can't help what you think is cool when you're like seven years old. I just thought it was cool. So he would watch those like ninja kind of movies. And of course, I would watch them. So to answer your question with wrestling, I guess in his eyes, it was almost it's like, oh, it's like those ninja movies. Okay. You know what I mean? So it was, you know, acceptable. And then my mom, 
uh, she's a sweetheart. You know, I love her. She's my mom. Mm -hmm. uh, what's she going to do? Not let me watch it. You yeah, know? yeah. Um, so, yeah, I mean, it, it was, I was fine. Did they did they get into it with you? Are they into it now or no? Um, so my dad, it was one of those things where it's like, okay, I'll let my daughter, right. you know, do her thing. Uh, my mom, again, my, she's my mom. I love her. Right, uh, right. She kind of... Would, like, That's cute, dear. I'm like, you know. Yeah. No, no, but the thing is, she would, tr you know, try to, like, sit and watch it with me. That's you know? super cool. It, it was. And, um, you know, now that I'm older and I look back at that, like, I really appreciated that, yeah. you know. Now, if I were to ask her who's wrestler A, who's wrestler B, right. uh, <laughs> she'd probably struggle a little bit. Mm -hmm. <laughs> but I know that the effort was there to kind of try and get into right. it with me. And the thing is, she was the one who took me to all the events. I hope oh. she's listening to this and she's like, I'm not taking this anymore. She starts training and when you go home, she just locks up with you like, you won't even be ready. You won't even be ready. Oh, man. Um, that's amazing. So, 11-year-old Jenna discovers yes. wrestling for the first time. Yes. Um, what led you, what, what are the steps that led you to step into the training school of reality of wrestling? Oh, man. Okay. So, I'm a fan at 11, right? right. I'm mm -hmm. watching every Friday. Um Eventually, you know, we get cable in our household, so I'm watching on Monday. Upgrade. Uh, like yeah. That. Oh, well, here's the thing. A little little anecdote. Before we had we had gotten cable, you know, hide and watch Monday Night Raw. So what I would do is on Tuesdays I would come home, race home from school, get on my parents' computer in their room because back in the day I did not have my own. Stuff. I hear you, which is good. Uh, twelve yeah, year old, 12 -year -old Jenna did not have a computer, and I totally appreciate that, mom and dad. Yeah, I did not have a computer. Didn't have move. a phone. But after school, I would rush home, go on their computer, go on YouTube, uh -huh. type in WWE Raw, August 12th, tw uh, 2009, 2008, whatever, part one. And there was always, you know, people be uploading stuff all the time. Yeah, yeah. It had it from So part you illegally one to part partaked in Monday Night Raw. Whoa, whoa, wait, well, this whoa, was whoa. YouTube. This is a she publicly shared <laughs> website. So mom and dad are listening to this right now. So that's what why the computer was worn. Yeah. That's why. The homework was on there. It was red <laughs> flick. Yeah, they know. They know. No, no, and that's what it was. Is as uh, you know, it's five o'clock, my dad's coming home. I'm shutting it down. I'm uh, sitting at the table. Oh right. yeah, you know, I've been doing my homework since I got home. You know, that's, that's awesome. He touches the screen. That's awesome. Like, it's a little warm. I like, uh, and <laughs> I don't, I don't mean this in, in any derogatory <clears throat> way because I'm, I'm a lot of the same vibe. Yeah. But like, you're, you're like, you're like nerdiness is like the coolest thing really? in the world to me. Because <laughs> like, we're listening to Jonathan Vega and uh, 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 Brian Keith talking about stealing cars when they're 14 to go yep. watch wrestling, and you're yep. like, oh, I was downloading illegally, not yeah. downloading illegally, but I was, you know, pirating wrestling because I love it so much. <laughs> I, mean, I, I wanted to watch it. You know yeah. what I mean? I wanted to keep up with it because sure. it was. Again, it's not just a one and done. Like, mm -hmm. I was invested. I was right. obsessed. I was, how, how like, did, I don't know what's next. How did you hear about training for school? What what went in your head? Like, uh, somebody your stature, your size, mm -hmm. um, were you athletic? Besides the taekwondo, did you do anything else? Um, I was in uh, cross country and track. Okay, so field. you could run, you could hang, you could, yeah, you know yeah. what I'm saying? So as far as, you had stamina? Yeah, so as far as cardio, like, I always felt pretty decent in that regard. Yeah. I feel pretty good and never really getting tired right. much. I've um, seen you. You are, like, a just like a little engine keeps going and oh. going and going, and we're watching this, you know, sometimes we pop into training, me and Nate after these podcasts, we record here at the World Gym Arena, um, and I got to do shout-outs, thank you, Booker T and Kevin, for letting us record Yes, here. thank um, you guys yes, so much. Yes, they're so amazing, and so, you know, we'll pop in after training, man, and you are just go, <laughs> go, 
go, and everybody else is dead around the ring, and you're like, I'm, I'm in. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And so it's amazing to watch you. Um, um, and I remember the other day, like, you looked dead. I bumped into you, and you were just like, and, and Gino... You know, we talk about Gino a lot. Is mm-hmm. one of the craziest trainers here in the sense oh, of like, yeah. oh, every luchador role I know, I'm gonna jump off the turnbuckles and make y'all do it 17 times or whatever, you yeah. know. And um, so everybody's blowing up, blowing up, blowing up. But he's he's turning the the the, the boys and the men, the 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 girls and the women, like he's yeah. getting y'all to new levels. And I watched you, and you barely any gas in the tank, barely clearing the ropes, and you finished, and you just kept going. <sighs> And it was beautiful. And I know, like, you felt dead, like you didn't do it. I could see it in your face. And I wanted to tell you that night, but you were so zoned out. And I was like, I need to message her, and I didn't. Like, it's inspiring to watch you. And at the time, you were gassed out, done, but you finished, and you kept going. And I think that that picture, that snapshot pours a lot out into your wrestling. And from the time I've watched you to the time now, um, that's it. There's just this not give up. I'm going to keep going. I'm sure people told you you were small. I'm sure they told you it was never going to work. I'm sure they told you, like, what are you doing? And you're on almost every card I see in Texas right now. Brother, what she's doing is, if I can speak freely, is she's, she's that glass ceiling, she's shattering it. Because yes. so many people, man, I'm not big enough. I don't have this. I don't have that. But <laughs> the whole time is just the uh, motivation and the drive and it's like you're that you're that um, role model you know for the person who said I can't do this Aww. oh come on now we do this a lot it's for you know for that person who feels they can't fight that fight they all they need to do is look at Jenna and be like okay I'm this high I'm, uh, I'm such and such pounds I'm such and such height but I can still get in there if Go ahead. If we're going to throw it out on the table, and this is no diss at all, like, I know you're not the most talented one in the locker room, especially in the women's division. There's just girls that are fine and athletic, and but you, to me, are the hungriest one in the in the locker room. Mm-hmm. And, you know, like, I'm seeing these girls, oh, like, like, like cheerleader types jumping over top ropes like it's nothing, mm-hmm. and you're like, oh, I'm barely getting over it, but you're getting over it. And that's what I love about the gentleman mm-hmm. character, the gentleman person, the girl sitting in front of me. Um, <clears throat> I've been wanting to tell you this for a long time, and so we just hadn't had that, that time. But I'm super inspired by seeing you, like, you know, in San Antonio, I saw you in heavy metal. I pick up flyers, and I'm just like, oh, there's Jenna Lynn again. And I'm on Facebook, and oh, there's Jenna Lynn again. <laughs> and I know that, like, I'd say one of the most hardworking women in the business. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So, Especially in Texas. So, so if someone says they can't, I just want to grab, like, a Jenna Lynn uh, photo and, like, and just look at this YouTube clip. Look at this for someone who feels like they're not able to. Yeah. She's destroying excuses, man. Right. There's and no... Like, how Young said it previously, like, you know, after everything that you've seen in Japan, there's no excuses. Right. You come over here and you feel like you're not this, you're not that. She's destroying excuses. I'm talking about, I've seen her in the ring, dude. I, speaking, of, speaking of how Young, mm-hmm. I asked her, so what are your thoughts on Jalen? And all she said was, she is constantly improving. Constantly. Evolving. Getting better, you know. Uh... And so that's a big thing we want to know. You know, we try to really build here at Chopper Chess Radio. We're love letter to local wrestling, not just build our numbers, but help the actual sport, professional wrestling, the camaraderie between the teams, and understand that everybody's like we're we're going along this journey with y'all. Y'all taking each other with each other. Nobody's skyrocketing to the top. Mm-hmm. It's a group of people linking arms and saying, "Let's do this." Especially coming out of Texas. Texas wrestling is so hot right now. Um, so I know we we. Segwayed. I mean, you have been in locker rooms with some of the best women wrestlers 
You have wrestled Tessa Blanchard. I, I mean, Mercedes Martinez. There's people that haven't, you, you know, <laughs> that haven't that have been the, the, the Is she blushing system right for I, you blushing? I'm, I'm blushing She's right. Dead. So yeah, all those are all the accolades. She should be telling herself, but me and Nate yeah. cut her off. Yeah. No, no. Continue. Sorry. Go. Oh, what are your no. thoughts? Um, well. Literally, um, I'm trying to like not cry you right now. You can cry. It's fine. <laughs> it's fine. It's allowed. Like, yes. No crying in wrestling, but crying in podcasts. Yeah, yeah. Right. Oh, Shot to the chest radio. We can have a cry moment. Yeah. We'll turn it into a segment. Thank you. Here we go. Yeah. Um, Here we are. Man, first crying of all. Crying podcast. <laughs> crying. Featuring Jen <laughs> Lynn. Oh, man. Well, first of all, thank you, guys. I'm serious. Because, um, you know, it, it's been very hard for me. You know, it's not yeah. like... I just picked up on this, mm-hmm. you know. Let's talk about that. We just want to give a quick shout out to Beyond Burger. That is the official burger house of Chop to the Chest Radio. Beyond Burger, the best burgers this side of the Beltway. If you want Kobe, they got you. If you want a vegan burger, they got you. If you want a bison burger, they got you. Even if you want to get crazy, jump into a salmon Caesar salad, they got you. Some of the best shakes. They have cookies for the kids. If you have not checked out Beyond Burger, you need to check them out, baby. That's Beyond Burger, located at MF Lowry Expressway in Texas City, Texas. The official burger house of Chop to the Chest Radio, baby. Best burgers this side of the Beltway. Beyond Burger. Get it. Okay. How did you get into wrestling? What made you come to row? Is that you just first thing you saw, or mm-hmm. what led you? Sure. Here. Yeah. So, um, like I said, I'm a fan. You know, all these years, whatever, watching middle, uh, middle school, high school, you know, even college and everything. Uh, I'm 17 years old. I'm actually like a junior in high school. I don't know. I'm 17, and I I know that I want to pursue this further. I want mm-hmm. to push this further. I don't want to just Side note, there has to be something wrong with your brain to be a wrestler. Like, every wrestler I know, it's amazing, and it's like this beautiful um, um, chaos. You know what I'm yeah. saying? Like, every wrestler I meet, there's there's they're not like the dudes you just meet walking down the road. You know, there's something yeah. quirky and different, and yeah. I think it's gorgeous. It's almost like you're an artist. You know what I'm yeah. saying? Um, so, there's got to be something crazy in your brain. Continue. Um, How did you figure out that it was there? Yeah, so, you know, I mean, like I said, I'm watching as a fan, and I'm just so captivated by everything. And I think, again, for me, just this will get to, you know, your point. Yeah. But, again, being such a fan for so many years, like, literally, I'm, I don't think you guys know this because you guys have known me for a while yeah. now, but I'm, like, the biggest mark. Yeah. Okay, so. Oh, we're gonna get into that. Continue. Oh, yeah, we're gonna talk about it. Please proceed with your okay, story. Yeah, yeah. But um, so anyway, so you know, being such a mark, you you are just in love with what you're watching, right? And then, so what does that mean? Well, you want to take it one step further. What does that mean? Hey, it's like, hey, I, I want to do this, do this, you know. Um, and so, like I said, I'm like 17 years old. I start researching schools. Um, I called a school in California. I called one in Georgia. I called a few around Texas. Do you remember any of the schools you called? Uh, yeah, I called... Uh, the one in Georgia was... I'm going to say it wrong. It is W W W four A. Do you know who runs it? Um, man, I, I can't recall. Keep rolling, you're good. All right, I, I can't recall, but I definitely remember you know, dialing those numbers from these different out-of-state schools. And again, I'm like 17. I'm in my first semester of college. Um, But again, it's like, I know that I want to do this, and I don't know how much longer I can wait to do this. So I started doing my research. So, like I said, I'm calling all these schools. 
And then, of course, you know, here's Ro. You know what I mean? And I look at Ro, and I was like, oh, that's, that's, that's here in downtown Houston. Oh, my gosh. Like, this is where I live. This is cool. This is Booker T's school. Like, hey, this is, you know, this could be something for me. You know, I don't have to go out of state. I don't have to move elsewhere. Like, it's here, you know? And so I just kind of kept looking, and, you know, I saw that. And, again, I'm 17 at the time. Yeah, yeah. I don't start training until a couple of years later. Um, you can't you can't train until you're what, 18 here. Yeah, I think that's what it yeah. is. Um, but unfortunately, for you know, just a few reasons, I couldn't start until I was yeah. 20. Life happens. Um, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So uh, and, and there's a big difference between 18 and 20, mentally, physically. Like yeah. it's like jumps. Like you're not the same person you are at 18 that you are at 20. Yeah. So maybe it's for the better. Everything everything yeah. works for the good. You know what I'm saying? Should be the same height. So. Yeah, yeah, I've been yeah. the same height since junior high, but that's cool. No, no, no I totally understand. <laughs> um, right. You know, it's, it's here's the thing though. If it was up to me, yeah, I think I would have started at 18. Mm-hmm. Um, but like I said, I uh, basically how it started. I went through college the first uh, couple of years, and then I was like, okay, I can't do this anymore. I'm doing this now. So to kind of answer your question, how did I find Roe? I mean, I went from San Antonio because my first year of college was in San Antonio. After my UTSA. first year, correct. Come on, Roadrunners. That's right, right. Roadrunners. Heck yeah. So, but it was after that year I had to make a decision whether I would go to UT Austin or go to U of H. Of course, obviously in Houston. And it was there that I decided. I mean. Booker T schools in Houston. If I go to school in Houston, and this was before we moved to the gorgeous, you know, World Gym Arena, that, you know, the school was 15 minutes away. I was like, are you kidding? This is a no brainer. So I, you know, went to U of H and I eventually started training here. And it's probably one of the best decisions I've ever made. What was your um, first thoughts of Booker T when you met him? Oh, man. So, I actually met Booker T before day one of training. Okay. Uh, Because what I would do is, you know, I told you I was in San Antonio for that first year of school. Um, I would come down for spring break, of course. I'd come down for uh, winter break. So, during spring break, that first year, again, I was like 17. I just turned 18, I think. I told myself, I'm like, look, I'm going to go check this place out. I want to go see what it... Because at this point, I'm still a mark, right? Right. I've never been anywhere close to a ring. Touched it, nothing. But um, I told myself, hey, I'm home for a week. I have the time to do this. I'm going to go check this place out. I'm going to go see if I can talk to somebody, if I can talk to Booker, if somebody's there so I can get some intel on on this place. So I went... By yourself. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And and you know what's very funny about that? I I remember this And not this school, but the school that was off of... Uh, I don't know the street, but but yes, in downtown. Kind of in the hood. Uh, Yeah. 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 Continue. Little white girl driving through the hood. I'm just saying. (laughs) I'm just painting pictures over here, big dog. I'm just painting pictures. (laughs) And what's very funny about that, as I recall, is I had called my mom that I was going to do that. It's like, because she was still at work or whatever. And she told me, she's like, oh, Jennifer, are you sure about that? You know, traffic to, you know, because again, I'd only had my license for like a year and a half at this point. You yeah. know what I mean? I'm like barely 18. Uh, she's like, are you sure about this? Like the traffic's bad. It's kind of sketchy over there. I'm like, mom, I'm home for only this week and I had to go back to school for, you know, however long. I need to take advantage of this. And yeah, I went. 
So that I went, you know, to the school training, sure enough, was going on. And I sat there and I watched it. And, oh, man, I, I still remember that day. You just watched training? Yes. Yeah, because I, I, like, I knew it wasn't a show, of course. It was like a weeknight. Um, I knew it wasn't some kind of, you know, big thing or whatever. But the training aspect is what I wanted to see because that's what I would be going to every day, right? Do you, you remember any of the guys that were in the ring? I do, actually. Uh, Kiefer. Vartek, okay. uh, he, I know he was there. Who is uh, now running New Texas Pro out in Abilene. Shout out. That's to, right. Shout out. To he, New Texas he Pro. He is doing great things. You, do you ever get on that show? I have been on there once, yes. It's far. It it's is. It's like an eight-hour drive from here. Uh, yeah. No, it is. Yeah. But um, no, he's doing great with that promotion. I'm, I'm really happy to see how he's trucking along. Shout out, Vartek. I cut his ponytail off once. Continue. <laughs> cut off um, the man bun. <laughs> no, you're fine. Um, I remember Kiefer Bartek. I remember uh, Sean Hendricks. I um Hendrix is one of the most underrated underrated row performers. Um I'm just throwing it out there. Like mm-hmm. I think Hendrix is, is amazing. A little small in yeah. stature. Yeah. But as far as promos, as far as ideas, as far as um just getting that character, I just wanted to put him over a little bit. No, no, okay. I, I agree. I mean, heck, I, do we were... I just pop in with thoughts in my head. So no, you just no. keep talking. You just keep talking. <laughs> okay. <laughs> uh, but I lo- no, but yeah. I love it, though. Uh, I mean, I was just uh, in training last night, and I did a couple things with Hendrix, and he's, I agree, he's fantastic. Mm. But, um, yeah, Hendrix, uh, Ivory Robin, I remember her as well. She has, She's the biggest sweetheart that I've ever met. Um, and that was the first time, and again, I watched the training, and I still have this picture. Uh, I, I don't remember who I asked to take it. But I sat on the ring apron, and I had someone take a picture for me, and I, it, that was everything to me. You still have the at picture. That point. I do. You're gonna black and white that picture, put it in a frame, hang it in your house. Hey. You should. Yeah. yeah. I'm a big believ- believer in the printed picture, like yeah, yeah. digital disappears. You it, know what I'm saying? And you being a photographer has nothing to do I with it. That. <laughs> I probably has everything to do with it. But. Right now, Chevy Chevrolet, Kingston, Deville. <laughs> no, but when you're, what are you? So we're doing the math now. You're about 23, 24, 23. somewhere around there. 23. Um, when you're 40 and you've gone on to do all this amazing stuff in wrestling, women's wrestling, and regular wrestling, whatever or just mm-hmm. wrestling in general, you're going to look back and be like, that's the first day my butt ever touched a mat. And it's going to it's gonna, it's gonna mean something. It's going to yeah. mean the world. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. So, I mean, um, I feel you, that now. The yeah. fact, you know, like that moment meant the world to me. So I did that one time, but this kind of going forward with your question about Booker T, uh, that was not the only time I had done it. I had done it later that year. Um, again, I had come home. I was home already. I don't know. But I was in Houston, basically. And I was like, okay, well, I want to go check out training, and I want to see if this person's here or that person, whatever. Um, and that is when I met Booker T. And, and? Oh, I, and I talked to him for like 20 minutes. Okay, I feel like I got to, because if he listens, he's going to, okay, think I'm like a fangirl. But, it's okay. It's okay. I think he'd appreciate it. Okay. No, yeah. like, I was just like, oh, yeah. Hi, I'm Jennifer. Um, can, can I talk to you for like 20 minutes? <laughs> yeah. yeah, I like that you put a number on it. Uh, get, for 17 and a half minutes, right. can, we, can I talk to you? you like, set this yeah. timer. All right, kid, go. Yeah, right. Um, and then, yeah, we were in the office, and I talked to him one-on-one, just basically asking him questions about the school and everything. And I legit had a notebook with like a page full of questions. Legit. That's awesome. <laughs> yeah, because I wanted to know. Because even at that, what did he say to you about your note? Did he like laugh or was he like? Uh, no, I mean it wasn't like a huge thing he pointed out, <coughs> but I, you know, I'm sure he noticed it. Yeah. You know what I mean? Just because. But I wanted to know this stuff. Even at that age of 18 or whatever, I was 
I'm very inquisitive and I have a lot of questions, so I wanted to, you know, get get the intel. So yeah, we talked for about 20 minutes. Um, and I thanked him for his time and everything. Took a picture with him afterwards, and I'm just like, oh my god, like that just happened. You know right. what I mean? Like that's crazy. Like I just met Booker T. I just talked to him for 20 minutes by myself, one on one. I gotta stop hitting the table. You're good. I'm sorry. She was so excited. <laughs> We have giant conversations with these guys, and I hit the table. Nobody ever listens because they get so excited, and they're so passionate about wrestling, and I totally love it, and I'm okay. So that's what you're hearing. But yeah. Good. So. Amazing. So from there, 20 years old, let's yeah. talk about you stepping into training. First time in training, what were you thinking? How did you feel? Heartbeat. What was going on? Oh, man. Well, I can tell you, the um, my very first day of training, I took a, um, a stalling suplex. Ooh. Legit, yeah. Like yeah. you took it well. <laughs> well, I, I took it. <laughs> right. <laughs> it uh, happened. <laughs> and, and I and I remember this very clearly because my very first day of training was February twenty second, which is my birthday. Okay. Um, and that was kind of well. Initially, I wanted it to be like in January of that year, but the thing is, and of course, you will probably remember this. We were transitioning from building A to the World Gym Arena. Okay, okay. So it was a lot of work kind of, you know what I mean? I'm yeah. not saying training was at a standstill, but the effort was, you know, getting everything from building A to building yeah. B. So, but then I'm like, okay, I don't care what I'm doing. I'm, you know, if you make me just do uh, what's called cardio whatever, I want to be in the building touching a ring on February 22nd, my birthday. So, yeah, that happened. And and I remember it was uh, I'm afraid if I shout him out he's gonna get mad. No, shout it out, shout um, it out, baby. It was uh, <laughs> Aiden Cristiano uh-huh. was the one who gave it to me because I remember I was like, oh, it's my birthday. Like I I want to do something cool on my birthday. Like I know that, um, you know I I never stepped in a ring before this and that, but yeah. I wanna like give me a suplex, give me a body slam. And they were like, are you sure? Like are you? crazy I'm like no no like I gotta do this it's my birthday this is my birthday present like give it to me and uh, so you know Aiden was there and he gave it to me and I was like I was obviously kind of it was a jarring experience right, um, right. but it was I was like oh that's so you, awesome you took your chin I yes I did they taught you touch yes every podcast that we've done so far this season almost yeah. everyone in Cristiano's name comes up yeah. and people speak of him like he's the godfather yes. um, in this area what do you have to say about Aiden Cristiano oh I agree um, he is so good at what he does um, and he's and the thing about him is he doesn't even have to try hard to be it you know what I mean? He just does it so naturally. It's just so easy to him. And being in the ring with him and the way that he explains things and how he explains it and he tells you why something doesn't work and why this does. And if your technique is not good, he's going to tell you why. And just he's so knowledgeable about wrestling, so knowledgeable. And it's so great to have that here and to have him you know, when he's here training so we can be a part of it. Oh, it's great. He seems like, and this we were talking a few podcasts ago, um, his legacy in Houston wrestling is, is going to, people are going to speak about him for, for years to come. Yeah. Um, everywhere we go. Like, you know, I've been to different promotions, whatever. He's there. Yeah. He's there in the locker room, not even wrestling, just hanging out, just watching, kind of hanging out in the, 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 like, almost like, it's like this weird Batman vibe where he's kind of in the <laughs> darkness and the shadows. Just You just see his eyes kind of, yeah. you know, making sure everything's, you know, the way it's supposed to be. So I I find it very interesting, you know, we're leaning on getting him on the podcast hopefully pretty soon, but, um, we'll be, 
Sorry to cut you off. No, you're good. You never cut me off. Uh, This is your show, Nate. I'm just hanging out. Yes. Chapter Chess Radio, Nate Lost. Fall Down Edition. (laughs) Yes. No, so uh, the thing with Oz is just uh, he is, or Aiden Cristiano, I apologize, to be in the ring with him, to uh, work with him and stuff, it's, it's just something on a different level. It's like everybody that you work with have a different vibe. But his vibe is... He's a pusher, but it's not pushing. Pushing you to be better, coaching you to be better. And if you come to him and ask him a question, he, it's not sugar-coated, so be aware of that. So if you ask him, how did this look? How did this look? How did it? And if it looked bad, he's going to let you know. But he's not just going to leave you all as bad and just leave. He's going to be like, it looked like this. You need to work on this. So it's rare at this day and age to really find people who don't sugarcoat it and don't give you the feedback because you want the feedback, positive or negative, because you don't want to just be that guy who just wants to say, oh, man, it was good, it was good, even if it looks like trash. And, you know, at this day and age, a lot of guys just want that sugarcoating. He doesn't sugarcoat anything, so just be prepared if – he critiques, criticizes. It's not to make you down. It's to make you better and motivate you to get to that level. Amazing. I am Chevy Chavaria. Not only do I execute podcasts excellently, um, I also love just being behind the camera. I run Kingston DeVille Photography. Jump on your Facebook right now. Look up Kingston DeVille Add us as a friend. We'd love to be your friend. If you need headshots, family shots, maternity shots, weddings, anything, we do it all. That's Kings in the Ville Photography and Design. Um, we love being behind the camera. We love catching these moments that you can just freeze in time forever. It is what we do. We are super passionate about. Not for you to be excited tomorrow, but 10 years down the road, we want you to look at that picture and still be in love with that moment. Kings in the Ville Photography. Jump on Facebook. Look up Kings in the Ville right now. Miss Jenna. Yes. Is it true that one time you were arrested for stalking Dolph Ziggler? Oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, so your response over. is saying, <laughs> let's over. talk about I this. It. I, I remember a brief period. <laughs> that is not true. I made that up. But no, it is not true. There, uh, that is a false claim. I see a mugshot right here. Hold but, on. Uh, she says false news. Fake news. Um, <laughs> But you love Dolph Ziggler. Oh, my God. Let's talk about it. Hold on. The, the love for Dolph Ziggler, did you love him when he was in, we are the spirit squad? You know, okay. I feel like the answer would be yes. However, I was not <laughs> watching at the time. So mm. I, the answer is no by default. Okay. Okay. But you've met Dolph Ziggler how many times? Five. Five. Does he know you? Does he know your name? Does he know what you oh do? Does he remember God. you? I'm so afraid of answering this question. Let's you do have that. No, no, we're here. We're here. We're, we're, we're here. In past. We're here. Oh my God. Okay. Um. I mean, I could. I, obviously, I could say no. Right? It's like, who am I? You yeah. Know what I mean, like, I'm just another person of the hundreds of millions of fans that he's met. You know what I mean? Right. Right. Um. But. But at the same time, I feel like, and again, I don't know if this is just me being the mark that I am, but 
I mean, you know how it is. If you see the same face uh, over and over, and you just remember him. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? And it's not like, not like being creepy. Yeah, yeah. And he's like, like, oh, I remember you. Weren't you outside my house? Uh, okay, well, That's well, well, no, 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 no. I'm just joking. <laughs> okay, I'm just joking. No. Okay. Are those uh, my pants? <laughs> <laughs> okay, it's not. That's not to that degree. But I mean, because what I would do for again my years of being a fan. Is I would make signs. Yeah. That that was a fun thing that I did. I you know took me hours to make them, but it was. And this is still even in training. You're still meeting these guys. Um. Kinda. But yeah. but, it, but it stopped. But but it has hey, stopped. Hey, we're not those guys. And I asked that question for this reason. Okay. We, you keep using the word mark, and the idea of a mark is almost as anybody. If you're you're out there listening, you've seen this movie, um, Almost Famous. There's a line the lead singer um, says in the movie, all, like the guitarist is the main dude. Everybody loves his guitarist, like Slash from Guns N' Roses kind of vibe. And the singer's frustrated because everybody pays attention to the guitarist, but not him. And he's like, you know what I do? I find the one guy in the audience who's not getting off, and I make him get off. And anytime somebody says Mark, that's what I think about. Because a wrestler's job is to find those people in the audience and make them pop. So when you say Mark... And it's become such a derogatory term of like, mm-hmm. oh, especially in the wrestling locker room. It's like, but the idea is those are the guys that love y'all. Those are the guys that make you do, like, it's like you hate, you use it as a derogatory term, but at the same time, those are the guys you guys are looking for as far as wrestlers to fuel the thing inside you right. that make you do what you do. So it's this weird, and I'm just, I'm just a dude that's just sh- shedding light in the darkness. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So when you say Mark, man, I don't, I don't, uh, uh, you know, a lot of guys say it, mm-hmm. and I'm kind of like, man, those are the fans that you guys are doing this for. Yeah. And you can be a super fan. You can lose yourself in the idea, and, and we all know that mm-hmm. that wrestling is this gorgeous story and 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 predetermined a lot of times and all that mm-hmm. stuff. But um, it's 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 grown men getting into a ring and losing themselves in a crazy world and all this stuff is going on that's in darkness and maybe we find a little light in here you know what i'm saying so um i think it's weird when wrestlers aren't fans yeah because that's what got them there in the first place so why lose passion for the thing that that you love so much you're willing to sacrifice your body and your time and your pack you know everything mm-hmm. to do so i always find that odd so anyways right. on this podcast i just kind of bring light that if you're out there and you're wrestling it is okay to be a fan yeah you know no so. please like i appreciate it <coughs> i'm i'm i am very proud of it trust right. me i am like and hey that's guys. what i loved about you yeah just following you online following you social media like i love that you yes are almost I, a I'm, super fan you I'm know what so i'm saying i'm so proud and of so. it and i don't even care because nothing about that has changed Changed, but um, to kind of go back to your question um, about being arrested for stalking dogs. Oh well, not. <laughs> <laughs> oh okay. You know what I mean. Mm-hmm. So, um, so obviously, like I said, who am I? You know what I mean. Uh, it's like a million people that you meet. You know. Right. But to kind of, you know, like I said, if you see the same face over and over, it's like, hey, you made this sign a few months ago. A few months later, oh, you have this new sign for me. That's pretty cool. Oh, you have this new sign. You know what I mean? He said and, that to you. Yeah. That's oh, awesome. well, well, because what, what I would do, and this was before training, yeah. you know, again, I'd make these signs, and I would tweet it to him, and I'd be like, hey, I have this sign, you know, look out for it, I hope you like it, whatever, every time. He would like it, retweet it, comment awesome. on it, every time, and, like, I cannot tell you how cool that was for me, because yeah. as much, you know, I spent time on him, you know, yeah. um, and as, of course, it was a lot of fun, but I spent time on him, so the fact that the figurehead 
noticed it, it, that was so important to me. So anyway, to kind of move forward, you know, you see... Which probably helped you almost like a launching pad, that that energy probably move you into mm-hmm. where you're at now. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, and exactly. I agree. Just just being so passionate about wanting to do this right. and like make these So you're saying without person. Dolph Ziggler, there would be no Jenna Lynn. Oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> oh gosh. I mean... Yeah, you could I say mean, that because when we talk about you know like inspirations, he's in my top three. Easily. Right. So that's awesome. That's yeah. He, you know, just you know the thing about him is he works so hard, and he's so passionate, and he is so he's just so driven. He's such right. a go getter, no matter what. Like he could have had a million reasons to say f this, I'm out. Like screw you guys. Let's play Booker a little bit. Okay. Not Booker T, but Booker as someone who books the shows. i got to okay. be real clear about that on this show. Uh, <laughs> in reality of wrestling. Sure. Um, do you feel like Dolph Ziggler would excel anywhere other than WWE? Do you feel like he'd be more of a main eventer than he is right now? Um, I th- honestly, oh God, I, was, I honestly, I think he'd excel anywhere. Mm-hmm. Um, because he is such a ring general. You hear that term, and you don't want to throw that term around. Yeah. But I genuinely believe that he's a ring general. And so it doesn't matter. And that's the thing. You know, I've come to realize this over the last, you know, year, year and a half. It That is, that's the point of who he is, is the company knows they can trust him with right. anything, anything. And he's going to deliver, whether it's the first match, whether it's the last match, whether it's a tag team match, if it's a ladder match, if there's this stipulation, if there's that stipulation. They know they can trust him to go out there and deliver something good. I, I think he's one of the best sellers in the history of wrestling. Yeah. Not just today. Yeah. Like, I think that um, when you get in the ring with him, he's going to shine you up and make you like a million dollars. And at the end of the day, those are the guys you want to be in the ring with. Because right. they're the ones that are going to take your career to another level. And I think a lot of careers are being a new level because of Dog Dog. Dolph Ziggler, mm-hmm. and he doesn't get enough credit for it. Yeah. So, oh, oh no, I agree. Trust me. I used to, like, <coughs> back in the day, I used to write think pieces on this kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. I used to go on, like, rants on my, um, like, my Twitter account and stuff mm-hmm. and just, just com- not complain, but just rant about it. It's like, why is he not here? Why is he not there? Why this? Why that? Because uh, I genuinely believed it, you know? Yeah. But, um, you know, kind of going back to the beginning, just his hard work, his passion, um, just like I said, no matter what, He's there. He's first to arrive, last to leave. All that's those traits, those qualities really inspire me. And that helps me. I think as far as he goes, he has helped me as far as training and wrestling goes, as far as not maybe in ring stuff necessarily, but the stuff outside of the ring. Yeah. You know what I mean? Just you like said, I said, top those three traits. inspirations. Who are the other two? Yes. So I hate to rank or whatever. Number one is always right, going to be. Just three. No, yeah. no, no. You know I'm saying? One, two, or three. But yeah. Just top three. Well, number one is always going to be Shawn Michaels. Okay. Period. Um, I fell Who, in love. Without Shawn Michaels, there'd be no Dolph Ziggler. Yeah. Because when you think about it, when you see him in the ring, and the way Sean had that over when he sells something in the corner, he flies up over the corner outside the ring. Yeah. And Dolph does something exactly similar. The, just a little bit more about Dolph Ziggler. I mean, it's probably been almost 10 years now since he had that feud with Alberto Del Rio. And the night they had the double turn, I don't know if you remember that, where, like, I think what he was the heel oh, I, and I, Del, Del Rio remember, was the face. Trust me. And I think a double turn is, like I said, one of the sexiest things ever in wrestling. Like, it was just hot. And, it um, was. you know, that was one of the most memorable nights of me. I think that was about the time I was just kind of coming back into wrestling. Yeah. Um, and, you know, it's Instead a bit of like a 11 year old. 
was girl. I was a thirty-year-old man. man just popping over Dolph Ziggler. <laughs> you, you are so off. You will take my girlfriend. <laughs> so. Oh my goodness. Um, um, Shawn Michaels. I'm sorry. What was the other one? Yeah. So uh, honestly, I want to talk a little more about Shawn Michaels. Just do that. Just because Let's do I. It. Oh my god. Can gosh. we talk too much about Shawn Michaels? No. no. The answer is no. It is a big no. Um, I could literally be here all night talking about Shawn. Let's Michaels. do it. I'll yeah. cut you off, but <laughs> yes, our Shawn Michaels marathon. That's right. Oh, I love it. Just like have us. You guys have spent the last six hours talking about the barbershop window. Yes. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> Heck yeah. Oh, you know, in the outfit that they wore, and and you know the. Um, I'm referring to the barbershop. Yeah, yeah. Um, the like, black leather. Yeah, right. Yeah. And just yeah. the set was just you know beautiful set. Anyway, um, no the thing about Shawn Michaels is like I, I saw him and. Just the feeling that I got as a fan, I had not had that before with, like, any other wrestler or, like, anything, you mm-hmm. know? But I saw him, and I just, I don't even know what it was, but I was just so gravitated to show. And again, at this point, I'm, like, 12 at this point, because, um, you know, I've, of course, gotten a year right. older. I have cable now. I like that she's like, from 11 to 12, it was, it was such a mature change, you know? Yes. Yes. Yeah, right. I grew up so much. I, yes. I, I did. I, um, I had cable now, you know. Continue. Um, yeah, and so Shawn Michaels was that one for, yeah. because, you know, Dolph Ziggler What was me, your first uh, memory of Shawn Michaels? Oh, man. Ooh, that's a few hard. podcasts ago, I think it was the La Familia one, yes. we totally kind of... Uh, poured out and kind of put all these pieces together that without Marty Jannetty the Attitude Era would have never existed yeah. and it was yes. a weird because Marty Jannetty created Shawn Michaels yeah. he took the bump for Shawn Michaels Shawn Michaels led DX DX was really the big movement into the um, Attitude Era which led to Stone Cold yeah. which is now oh, was on Monday Night Raw last week so I'm just saying Marty Jannetty was a pivotal point uh, in hey. wrestling that nobody gives him credit for <laughs> it was a weird thing and the whole table popped Marty Jannetty's just like you're welcome I know <laughs> oh my gosh, um, man! See, now that you say that, and you're making me think. I don't know if I have like a specific like this was the match, yeah. this was the second. What 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 version of Shawn Michaels did you come into? So yeah, so this was um, early 2008. Okay. Shawn Michaels. So he, I mean, at this point, this was uh, you know Road to Mania, him and Flair. Okay. So the I love you kick. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. so just the the segments between those two and the promos between those two, and then you know the the ongoing story from that feud to to get us to Mania. I just, I just, <coughs> man, he he was everything to me right. at that time, you know. Um, and I, but I think what really I guess solidified it because of course you'll remember um, it was that match, and then Batista, you know, had the thing uh, later, but it was his feud with Chris Jericho. Okay, and yeah. that was good. It was because at the time, weren't they saying that like Jericho was the next Michaels, and they were yeah. like, mimicking each other? Yeah. And, like, uh, and was it Iron Man match? Did they have an Iron Man match that one or no? Um, no, it wasn't. But they had a ladder match. Uh, okay. Um, they had a ladder match, and they just had like a series of matches because right. the food was so good. Um, and of course, to for me to love Shawn Michaels as much as I did, you have to have an equally good heel, if not a better heel. Yeah. And Chris Jericho did such a good job of being somebody that I hated. Like yeah. I, I hated him, because why are you doing this to Shawn Michaels? Mm-hmm. Like that's that's not cool. Like that's horrible. Like what's, 
I hate you. Like, why are you doing this to him? For a bit of the bubbly. That's right. <laughs> and, and, you know, and it just made me love Shawn Michaels more because he was not going to give up, though. Like, he took a lot of crap. I didn't like seeing that. Like, Shawn Michaels is this really nice, like, he's this great guy. He gives these great matches. He's such a genuine person. He has such love for the fans. Like, what's wrong with you, Chris Jericho? You know what I mean? And so I hated Chris Jericho. But in response, that solidified my love for Shawn Michaels. And I have I did not looked back. Now, of course, I only got to spend a little short time with him because, you know, he retired just a couple years later. Yeah, you want to go find a smile? Uh, no, he wrote off. He wrote no. He wrote oh, okay, off okay. the sunset. Didn't you have to go find mm. your smile? Well, I need advice. Yeah, you know, I'll, I'll go find it every day, uh, <laughs> especially right now with this head cold I have. I'm looking for all kinds of smiles. <laughs> That's me coughing in the background. By the way, all the people listening, like, I'm hacking up all over Jenna. Nyquil, if you want to sponsor us, go ahead. Right, he needs it right now. Nyquil or Dayquil, so we yeah. keep this podcast oh, popping. Oh yeah, Heck, you know. Yeah. Um, but yeah, uh, Shawn Michaels, like, you know, like I said, I only got to watch him for two, two and a half years right. before, he, of course, he rode off into the sunset. But those two and a half years are, the, I mean, the strongest that I've had. I mean, as a wrestling fan, just him being my favorite. I mean, I dressed up as him. I listen, Where are those pictures? <laughs> oh, no. well, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. Let me, let, me, let me pump the brakes on that. Yeah. What I meant was I did his pose. I had okay. his shirt on, and I, okay. I had boots, no. I had a cowboy hat, no. and I was okay, that's, okay. that's what I meant. No, 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 The zebra print trucker hat. It wasn't I, that no, I, I'm sorry. Okay. I didn't have all that. I, okay. I, I wish I did, but I had to make do with, you know, what I had at home. Right, right, right. But, um, yeah, I mean, I I just, I love Shawn Michaels, just everything about him from inside the ring, outside the ring, the way he would talk, the way he would look, the, you know, this is obviously his wrestling matches. Do you feel like he, there's a piece of Shawn Michaels in what you're doing now? Uh, I try, you know what I mean? I try that, but sometimes. What, 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 what part do you feel? Well, and, and here's the thing is like, of course, if it was up to me, I'd say everything. Yeah. You know what I mean? Uh, that's, I guess, the easy answer. But when I think of that, I don't know if this is just how I think of myself and I need to work on, you know, some things right. confidence-wise. But I, I just tell myself, man, if I could just be 100th as good as Shawn Michaels was, then I've succeeded. Right. You know what I mean? That's um, a big bar. That's it, a big bar. And well, that's, that's good. To, but, but that's why I said yeah. one of 100. Yeah, yeah. One of 1 million. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? Just yeah. the bar is that high. Um, I mean, I just... I think what I want to do, of course, we could break it down as far as uh, break it down. That's good. Okay, I'm sorry. Uh, she brought it back. She, she brought it back. <laughs> <laughs> I had the music in my head. I'm just right. <laughs> was not intentional. Dun, 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 no, it was not intentional. Who set up these fireworks <laughs> in this room? But but I think my my ultimate goal, as far as relating to Shawn Michaels, is the way that he made me feel, and it was such a, a genuine, real. 100% Pop. a legitimate thing that I yeah. felt at 12, 13 years old, 14 years old. That feeling that I had because of my favorite wrestler, Shawn Michaels, I want to ha- have other people in the crowd have that same feeling for me. Right. So I think that connection is where I make it the most. It's not, you know, the super kick or, you know, this or that. It's that feeling, that very real feeling that he gave me at you know, like I said, 12, 13 years old. I want to pass that on. If I could be that for somebody in the crowd, man, that that would just be mind-blowing to me. So. That's awesome. Number yeah. three. 
Number three, uh, like I said, talking about Sean Michael Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, it's AJ Lee. Okay. Yeah. Um, now, as far as, you know, because we talk about Shawn Michaels and kind of how much he meant to me and Dolph Ziggler in terms of his dedication and all that. But I'll tell you this. AJ Lee was the one who, who really made me believe that I could legitimately do this. Why? Because I saw her, you know, uh, 2010 was when I first saw her, NXT, season three, all the all-female. She was the smallest one. She was pretty nerdy. Right. She was kind of shy, awkward, you know what I mean? Yeah. And at that time, I'm 14 years old. Yeah. You know, um, I watched that, and I'm just, that connection was there immediately. Um, there was, you know, as far as, like, female-wise, she was, before her, uh, Mickey James was my favorite. You know, okay. back in the 08, 09, 2010. But A.J. Lee was the one who I saw her. I saw her personality. I saw her stature and her size. And Even in her size, when she got in that ring and did whatever, she would do the biggest moves in the world or something about her attitude yeah. that made it believable. Yes. You know what I'm saying? And she yes. never did anything that was too crazy out of her yeah. out of her belief mm-hmm. system, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. But, like, the moves and the... the, <coughs> um, uh, the, the Submission she would use. Yeah. Um, it was like okay, that I could I can totally buy into that. Yeah. So every once in a while, you get these little girls, and sometimes you're like, I don't know if I can buy into that. But AJ Lee was great, and she you know, was. and it took training and took from NXT to WWE to get those ideas across. But she was great at exactly what you're talking about. She so. was, and again, like at that age, like I felt it. You know what I mean? Especially, and it meant I don't want to say it meant more to me, but it meant a lot to me to have that female counterpart. Let's talk 14, 15 year old Jenna. Sure. Right, friends in in this in this. You're a wrestling fan. Yeah. Did you have any other friends that were about? No. <laughs> so were you loud about it, or were you kind of closeted wrestling fan? Uh, I mean, I wasn't. It's hard to put it. I mean, it's not like I shouted at the rooftops, "Hey, I love wrestling." But I mean, my friends knew that, like, hey, I'm watching Raw on Monday. Mm-hmm. Hey, I'm watching SmackDown on Friday. Hey, I, you know, I'm doing this. I'm talking about it. Like, they knew that I liked it. So I was never shy about it per se. I I, I shouted at the rooftops, but it was like I would bring it up in conversation from time to time. They were like, oh, Jennifer. I know. Yeah. You'd be like, I don't. You, I'm. Uh, this is the sixth time this week I've worn this Dolph Ziggler shirt. Exactly I don't want right. to. Exactly um, You so. have, and I don't know her, and I didn't talk to you about this, so if you want to go past this question, we totally can. Okay. Um, you have a friend that I've seen just come across your social media, um, taller girl. It comes to a lot of your shows, and she just seems super supportive of what you do. Oh, no, I am totally, I'm glad you brought her up. Mm-hmm. It's totally free to talk about her. Okay. Yeah, that's uh, her name. Her name is Monica. Mm-hmm. Man, uh, hold on. Uh, not to cut you off. Man, you know, I went to a lucha show in Houston. Yeah. actually ran into Monica, man. Yeah. She is a cool, cool person. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah I am. I'm loves just, wrestling. So she does love wrestling. She does. Oh, okay. my gosh. Yeah. Okay. So you found a wrestling friend. I did. Yeah, yeah, so, yeah. so I did not meet Monica. See, Dang, Monica weird. making the podcast. I'm just throwing that out there. Monica uh, Lester, what's up? Shout out to Monica. <laughs> no, shout I just, out. I just see you always in this picture. I thought it was, oh, I'm like, that's super cool. Her friend is always like sporting her. Like, oh, first match. Or yeah. my friend was in the ring. And you're like, are you on her back sometimes? Or oh, something? yeah. she pick you up? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, man. Like, I'm so glad you brought her up. Like, she, she was there for my first match. Yeah. She was there before my first match. 
she's there right now. Yeah. Uh, I'm so lucky to have her support. You know what I mean? Because, like, I don't take that stuff for granted. Right. Like, she is there. You know what I mean? Genuinely. And it's not like I'm going to, pre- you know, pretend to be your fan. You know, it's, not, yeah, yeah. it's all very real and very genuine. Right. And those are the her. people that keep you going, what you're oh, doing. Oh, my gosh. She, and, and I'm, not, I'm you know, I don't want to say you have no idea. But yeah. she knows. Like, I yeah. come to her a lot This is it. Stuff. You got three sentences to Monica right now. Tell her something. Monica, if you're listening... She's um, listening. Okay. (laughs) Well, no, I just wanted to tell you, um, you know, I really, really appreciate your support. Um, Honestly, you've kept me going when it's been really hard, and you know this, okay? You've, You've been a part of the cause, you've gotten my texts, and it's been really hard sometimes, but having your support seriously has helped me, and it means a lot to me, so thank you so much. That's gorgeous. I love, love that. It. Love if that. you don't know, now you know. Here at Chop to the Chest Radio, we like to party. And if you like to party, check out Rockin' Rivers Bounce House and Party Supplies. That is Rockin' Rivers Bounce House and Party Supplies. 409-363-8175. They have every type of bounce house you can imagine. We have castles, giant water slides, um, jousting, uh, this giant cage thing with a ball. You can knock people over. It is in. Same baby. Check out Rockin' Rivers Bounce House and Party Supplies 409-363-8175 for all your party needs. If you ain't reppin' with River, maybe you ain't partying, baby. Rockin' Rivers Bounce House and Party Supplies. We like to party. You should party with River. Boom, baby. Check them out. Again, 409-363-8175. Let's talk about rock and roll. I see you. Headbanging in concerts right. a lot, just a little bit. We're keep, I'm cutting the time. We're running time, so oh, man. I, I'm limited in you now. But oh, we're gonna gosh. talk. Let's talk some rock and roll. All right, what you got? What you got, girl? What bands? What concerts? What do you love about rock and roll? How'd you get into all that little um, nerdy? Oh, I'm just watching TV and now like <laughs> whatever concerts, hair whipping, black leather jackets. Let's yeah, talk. Yeah. All right. Sure. So. Um, you know, growing up, my parents had on, you know, uh, Led Zeppelin, they had uh, Elton John, they feel had that. I feel the that. Beatles, you know what I mean? But at that Tiny age... Tiny Dancer is one of my favorite songs yeah. of all time. Oh, it's fantastic. I don't uh, know the random. words, I just know, Tiny Dancer. <laughs> Did he say Tiny Dancer or Tony Danza? <laughs> um, but yeah, continue. Um, no, yeah. So, you know, but at that age, I didn't really obviously understand who's who and what's what. Yeah. So, uh, and it was like that for a while. But the thing is, I was 16. And a good friend of mine actually got me into Guns N' Roses because he was obsessed. That's with the one. Yeah, yes. yeah. He, he was into Guns N' Roses, and because he was my very good friend, of <coughs> course, it's like, hey, let me check out, like, what's, what's, who's Guns N' Roses, what you got? And so I would, you know, Sweet Child of Mine, Welcome to the Jungle, Paradise City, etc. I listened to those, and I'm just like, man, this is, this is really pretty rad this is really freaking cool so guns and roses was my my first real i'm into this rock and roll stuff kind of rock band and then from there it honestly just kind of blew up in the sense of i did my research in terms of hey led zeppelin the who the beatles queen aerosmith skid row motley Crue. the who the yeah the who the who with (laughs) there's there's a there's I see what you're doing there, you man. Got her. I, I, <laughs> got her. Got him, coach. <laughs> this dude, let me tell you, for, uh, for being stereotypical African-American man, you look at him the way he dresses, the way he's whatever, yeah. you think, 
oh man, this dude just listened to hip hop, maybe some old soul, and you go through his playlist, and this dude's like, hey, you know what I really love? '90s alternative, and I'm like, what? Like, I don't even like '90s alternative that much. Like, wow. random, like, yeah, 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 like, and it's one of my favorite movies of all time. We're sitting around. He's like, you know what movie I love? Empire Records, and I Dude, love that Empire is Records. My favorite, wow. and so Nate'll 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 blow your mind. Nate'll yeah, blow your I, mind. I believe it. I believe it. <laughs> so Guns N' Roses top three concerts you've ever been to, knock them out. Um, oh, like just Guns N' Roses or no, no, no concerts. Top three oh, bands. Oh, you've seen. Uh, oh, top, okay. Ooh, I just figured Guns N' Roses would be one of them. Oh no, they're, they're number one. Yeah, number just one. FYI. So is Axel like your Dolph Ziggler of music? Poison Slash of. Uh, Axel now or Axel? I uh, I I love that. Chinese diplomacy was <laughs> no. uh, Chinese democracy. Oh my fault. But, but, uh, but nobody really paid attention to that. Once. Yeah, I know, right. right? Hey, but I'm saying it right now. Chinese democracy deserves respect. Okay, it's a great album. Oh, she got real serious. <laughs> so it, it, you can't see it, but she's having fingers and she's like, look, she's getting that look, point across. Know, look I here. Got, I got scared. And I look, got look. a little scared. Continue. Um. Yeah, so, but as, uh, to answer your question with the top three concerts, number one is Guns N' Roses in the Pit. San Antonio, 2017. No debate, no discussion. Who played period. with them? Uh, before? Uh, uh, that show. Oh. Who opened for them? Oh, it was Easy Top. I'm Ooh. with you. I love Billy Gibbons, Top. man. Yeah. Have y'all heard, and if you're out there listening, I know this kind of turned to rock and roll. Have you heard ZZ Top's cover of Gots to Get Paid? So there's an old hip-hop song called 25 Lighters by DJ DMD, I believe, right? Yes. DJ DMD. With Fat Pat, yeah. Little Kiki. 25 Lighters on my dress. Oh, yes. ZZ Top to covers paid. that song, wow. and it's one of the greatest mind-blowing things I've ever heard this year. So we finish the podcast, I will let you hear 25 Lighters by DJ DMD. If you're from Houston, anywhere near Houston, it's a must well, that you... ZZ Top's from Houston, too. Yeah. yeah. So that's, why, yeah. that's why it makes sense yeah, to go. Yeah, it's gorgeous. Yeah. ZZ Top opening. That's one... Second yeah, um, Guns N' Roses is number one for sure. Um, number two and number three. But who who'd you say opened up for? ZZ Top. Right, that was a Guns N' Roses show. We're talking yes, about. Yeah, yeah ZZ so Top two opened more. for. Yeah, yeah, so I got two more. So Guns N' Roses was number one. Um, number two. Would it be off if I were to say? So this, it's your. You get. I can't <laughs> answer this question. <laughs> sure. These are your favorite bands. <laughs> No, but I, but you don't let me finish. I feel like I'm cheating because Guns N' Roses and San Antonio in the Pit, that was the second time yeah. that mm-hmm. I saw them. But I was in the Pit. I had never been in the Pit before yeah. for any show. I, you know, never. And Axel waved at me twice for that show, by the way. So that's number one by proxy, period. Yeah. But I was going to say number two, which was the first time I saw Guns N' Roses. So are all three your answers no. different Guns N' Roses concerts? No, okay, but that's what I'm saying. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. I feel like Let's I need, go with like, it. That's fine. Yeah. Who, who hit number three? Was it a gun? It can be. I think I want it to be Guns N' Roses at a different time. I mean, I did see him three times. <laughs> <laughs> Let's go with that. Top three concerts you've been to. Guns N' Roses, Guns N' Roses, and Guns N' Roses. Heck yeah. We're moving on from rock and roll. Heck yeah. Let's talk about... Harry Stinkin' Potter. Whoa, whoa, whoa. She's taking controlling tables. And it's going to be a limit. I'm going to cut you limit. How in the world can you tie Harry Potter back to wrestling? Uh, I know. You weren't ready for that. Wait, wait, wait. wait. What do you mean? Just can you do it? (laughs) New entrance theme. Dude, that'd be awesome. There you go. Oh, man. Harry Potter. I mean, when you think about it, oh, I'm about to get super, like, nerdy. But Let's when you, do it. But when you think about it, Harry Potter 
obviously not the character, but like the yeah. story, the world. It is something that is different than everyday life, right? And at, you know, six years old, I'm reading the books for the first time. I am just taken to a place. At six years old, you're reading Harry Potter. Yeah. Isn't that more of like a twelve year old type of? Um. <laughs> Continue. You're good. No, she no, just I, called you a muggle in her muggle. <laughs> no, but I had to think about it. For I, I've always been an avid reader, so I picked the first one yeah. up when I was like six. That's awesome. So, but again, to relate it like Harry Potter and wrestling is. You know, and Harry Potter is this world, and there's this story, and there's these characters, and you're following these characters from these kids who are 11 years old. They're, you know, t- uh, finding the Sorcerer's Stone, you know. The, you know, they're 12. They're fighting a huge basilisk, like all this stuff. And, of course, I'm very young when yeah. I'm getting into this, but the point is the same. <coughs> and the point is that you're taken to this almost alternate reality right. of, of, you know, you, it's not everyday life for you, you know, right. and so you're taken away. And so that's something else I think as far as getting into wrestling is it's something totally different than yeah. than everyday life. And so I mean, I think that's what you fall in love with Harry Potter for and I I, I bring this up because I'm super into Harry Potter. Yeah. Grown man 36 years old. I've mm-hmm. I've never read any of the books. I know most book people hate me. I've seen all the movies. My wife loves them. Mm-hmm. Um she listens. She has the books on audio, so she's constantly just playing them over and over while she's cleaning the house or doing whatever like I'm just yeah. just Harry Potter voices always through my house. <laughs> So I get a lot of it, you know yeah. what I'm saying? And so, like, that idea of this world, and I, I get really attached to giant story arcs. I just do. Yeah. And in wrestling, that whole storytelling ability, and it's not yes. so a lot of times giant, but that one match from beginning to end, like, you have to fall in love with the characters. Yes. You know, and I think that's what I do love about wrestling is they tell these stories, yes. they develop these characters, and it's funny because you meet these guys in real life and they're nothing like the people <laughs> they are in the ring. Right. And I love that that showmanship. Um, about that and so that's what really caught my eye the, the magic mm-hmm. of Harry Potter yeah. versus the magic in the ring in and it is magic yes. you know what I'm saying yes. it's it's two people telling a story yes. that makes you pop like the first time you saw Shawn Michaels we're talking about and if that those people are excellent at what they do in that ring that same magic you feel as a little kid is watching Harry Potter yes. a grown man 18 year old man even little kid watch it in the ring they get that magic and there's no other word for it really right. for me you know other what I'm saying magic. so yeah you know and I've I've said that statement before <coughs> I've literally used the word magic to describe pro wrestling yeah and again I don't know if it's because of me being obsessed with Harry Potter right. and I'm with you that girl. right I know you got me <laughs> um I don't know if it's just because of that background of me being obsessed with Harry yeah. Potter but yeah I pro wrestling is magic right oh, I, I got a question for you guys yeah okay you watch the movies you read the books yeah you know I, I don't like Harry Potter so. <clears throat> uh, anyway I got a question for you okay? okay the whole time that's going on tell me not one point in time the CPS get called on those people <laughs> Harry was staying with. Mm-hmm. They were he was in the cupboard. The the the, 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 the big cousin you know handled him, beat him up. Nobody said I want to get CPS on this. I, I guess because it's in England. Yeah, I was about to say you know I think here. England laws are different. Yeah, you know, yeah. It's, it's just, okay, we're gonna do something. I wasn't even planning this. It's just on the whim. Okay. I'm gonna name or you you help me with this. Okay. Yeah. We're gonna name a few. We're only gonna do this for a couple minutes. Reality of wrestling wrestlers. Okay. And you tell me what house they'd be in. Oh God. Are you ready? Okay. Oh no. And we're going one, two, three. Aiden Cristiano. You gotta go. It's Raven uh, Fire. Probably, probably Ravenclaw. Ravenclaw. Yeah. Why? Tell me why. <laughs> because he's. See, look. So the easy answer is a Slytherin. Right. Right. That's the easy answer. But Ravenclaws, they're very. They're. Um. They're smart. Right. They are. They. They have a lot of knowledge. 
in okay. whatever their piece of art <coughs> is, and they are not afraid to show it. Okay. Um, he he, you know, like I, that's what I. Can think you still be like. a bad guy and be in Ravenclaw, or a heel yeah. and be in Ravenclaw? Yeah. Oh, okay. absolutely. I I definitely think so. Okay. Yeah. We're moving on. Ryan Davidson. Ruthless Ryan Davidson. Man, yeah, this is hard, you guys. Right, you weren't ready for this. You weren't ready for this. Hufflepuff. You just like saying Hufflepuff. I'd say a Slytherin. Ryan in, Davidson in, would be in, a Slytherin. In, 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 mm. Okay, in the ring. Just as a person. As, as a person, probably Gryffindor. Straight up. Yeah. You, oh, you hear yeah. that, Ryan Davidson? Yeah. Slytherin in the uh, Gryffindor in the streets. <laughs> Slytherin in the ring. Doesn't rhyme. I know. But, but yeah, no. Yeah, but boy, might be Slytherin in the sheets too. We don't know. <laughs> oh, it's got weird. Right, it's a big dude. He's haggard. You know. Uh, you know. He's long hair. Mate, Nate, you don't know how this is working. You name somebody. Go. Okay. Okay. Oh, combo. Zach and Warren. Zach and Warren. Man, I'd probably give him probably Hufflepuff. I felt that too. You got Nate. Let's do. Let's do one more. Okay. Booker T. Oh God! Can I? You know what? Aha! I got it. Yeah. He's a headmaster. Okay. Okay. Mm-hmm. I like that. He's, he's That's good. Which one? <laughs> Uh, I mean, he's obviously. What would he be? The, what would he? Oh, the headmaster. The, so like Dumbledore. The, yeah, he wouldn't be like. Hey, book, listen to this. He like, yeah, good answer. <laughs> <laughs> he's like, that's right. I'm the Dumbledore. Of this. He's, he's, this is kind of fun. Gino. We'll do a couple more. All right, Gino. Man, you know he. It's hard. It's hard to say this because he treats me. Hey. In real life, a lot of people don't know this, and I might be calling him out. Gino's pretty nerdy, so he might be yeah, like, yeah. Uh, no, no, about that, this life right now. Yeah, no, that's what I'm saying. Is is um, I don't know if I'm maybe answering the question, but about Gino is like, I'm like his little sister, right? So mm-hmm. I I get the run of some things. Yeah. So, <laughs> um, but yeah, he can be pretty nerdy. You know, he can be pretty nerdy. He's a, he's a wisecracker. You know, um, I think he can join me in you know Ravenclaw. You know what I mean? No, okay, okay. You know what I mean? Yeah. How about this one? How about we throw this one? Me and Chevy. I think you, you guys are cool. I think you guys are Hufflepuffs. I'm slithering all the way. Really? Keep it real. Keep it heel. Oh, you're Can right. Can never trust Excuse what I'm. You know yet. what I'm saying? I'm skipping. I don't know. I've never. I've never. Uh, uh, I was always like. I think that's very slithering of me to whatever you tell me. I'm like, no. Yeah. I'm just gonna be in the house I want to be in anyways. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. My parents are full strings. I, yeah. I'm skipping school. I'm drinking butter beer down there. Bernie by bees. So, I'm chugging right. them. I Do you hold care. Hufflepuff to a higher standard than Gryffindor? Because you seem like you you consider yourself a Hufflepuff. Is that what you just said? I'm... Because they're the smart Ravenclaw. ones, right? I think you said so, Ravenclaw. So this is what I am. This is... I don't even know if this is allowed or if it's legal. Okay, okay. But I consider myself a hybrid of Ravenclaw and Hufflepuff. So I'm okay. a Ravenpuff. Okay. By the way, for the record... Hufflepuff. For the record, let me just say this. AJ Lee is a Ravenpuff as well. Thank you okay. all. Okay. Uh, I confirmed that with Out me. of all the... I'm going to go movies. What's okay. your favorite movie? Movie? Prisoner of Azkaban. Okay. Yeah. Why is that one your favorite? Oh, uh, a lot of reasons. First of all, that's where we are introduced to Sirius Black. Okay. Um, and I, he's one of my favorite characters. My favorite character is Helena Bonham Carter's character. Oh, yeah. You like her, huh? I do. I, when she runs through those streets screaming, I killed Sirius Black! I, when she's running through the hallways. Yeah, yeah. It makes my heart palpitate yeah. a little bit. I'm a... Uh, but I think yeah. one of the biggest reasons that I actually like that third movie is because it also not, not only introduces us to Sirius Black, 
but it introduces us to the new spell, Expecto Patronum. And that is my Harry Potter spell. Okay. Uh, my, my favorite Harry Potter spell, right. is what I meant to say. Um, I literally put Expecto Patronum on the back of my Letterman jacket in high school. That's awesome. Yeah. Uh, it's my favorite spell. I mean, you, you, you've seen the movies. Y'all know what it's about. I mean, you, you conjure a happy memory within yourself. And you, you uh, Expecto Patronum, and out comes this giant white light that just you know, scares off the Dementors, it shoves them off, they are no longer a part of you, and I just think that's so beautiful. I just yes. think the idea of that spell, and then, of course, it takes form of an animal, you know, whether it's a stag, whether it's a dog, whether it's a, a rabbit, it takes shape of kind of who you are as a person, and I just think that's beautiful. Mine would be a turtle. My favorite happens to be the one where they're doing the Triwizard Tournament. Which one was that? Goblet of Fire. The Goblet of Fire? Yes. See, see that right there? They I, got you. I got you this. <laughs> As you can't see right now, it is a Harry Potter Shut up. Pop. Yeah, Funko Pop, Harry yes! Potter, and I think he's in, he's in the... the uh, the Triwizard He's uniform. in his, his yeah, 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 the uniform that he wore. His Triwizard gear. I took a shot in the dark. Oh, did you? Uh, if, you know, I was hoping you would say Goblet of Fire would be your favorite one, but no, it's super cool. Here's, I am not picky. Okay? Right, right. When it comes to anything Harry Potter, I'm not picky. I, I'll have, I can have 20, 20 sets of the same book. I could have 20 sets of the same movies. Yeah, yeah. I could have 50 mugs. I do not care. I will I will collect it all. It's, you know, the Pokemon gimmick is catch them all. Harry Potter, I'll collect them all. There you go. I don't there care. You go. Just shout out for your passion. And this is what gets me. Like, I see how passionate you are about Harry Potter. I see how passionate you are about WWE. And yeah. then I see that translate when you step into that ring. Yeah. And so I kind of gave you this. <clears throat> One, so you always think about the guys from Chop to the Chest Radio and that what you do makes a difference. And it, on my way over here, I was like, why did I not do this? I was like, what if I got a Harry Potter, a Harry Potter pop and then got a wrestling pop and take the head off the and switch the body so it was like a, a wrestling Harry Potter would have been beautiful. A hybrid. A hybrid, yeah. but I didn't think about that until I was pulling the parking lot. So, you know, that's not out of the question in the future either. But, yeah. so we wanted to give you that. That was your Harry Potter run. Oh have you ever got to talk about Harry Potter gosh. on the podcast before? Uh, if I have, it's been for like a minute. <laughs> right, right, right. So. so, we're going back to wrestling. We're going to shut it down here pretty quick. All right. Um, we followed your journey. Now you've been training. You met Booker T. Yes. Um, right now in your career. What are you excited about? Oh man! First well, of all, how long you've been training? Been training or having matches? There's a difference. Both. But well, I've been training for about three years. Okay. Having matches for almost two. Okay. So. Um, what were you gonna say? Continue. No. So I was as far as excited. I mean, this Saturday, Reality Wrestling. I got myself and Rachel Rose. Uh, we've. We gotta, they, By the time this airs, that has already happened. But, it, it has already happened. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, um, so yes, if you're listening to this, then um, I would have already wrestled Rachel Rose. Let's hope that I <laughs> come out on top here, because I we'll see what happens. But I, I got that. Um, I'm making my debut for Gulf Coast Wrestling Alliance on September 18th. Okay, September, where's that at? September 20th, I'm sorry. Corpus Christi. Okay. So I'm doing that. I'm very excited for that. Um, October... I got some things cooking out in October. I'm making my Mission Pro Wrestling debut on October 18th. I'm wrestling at Richie Garcia. Is that Mission Texas? Uh, that's, it's in Buda, Texas. Okay. But the promotion, their first show is uh, in Buda, Texas on October 18th. It's uh, The promotion is called Mission Pro Wrestling. Okay, cool. So that's very exciting. I'm really excited to be a part of it. 
Uh, and then of course November, I uh, just found you know this out. And that, that that'll this will probably come out mm-hmm. in like Octoberish. So okay. Uh, um, yeah. So yeah, if you're listening, yeah. um, I'm going to Chicago again. Oh, chatter. I'm going to Chicago. I found that out um, literally yesterday. <laughs> and I'm still thrilled about it. I am so Where are you excited. Going? I'm going to Chicago, Illinois, and I'm going for Rise. Let's talk about Rise. What's Rise? Let's do it. So Rise is <coughs> developing tomorrow's attractions. I, I feel like I butchered. Tomorrow's, yeah, d- developing tomorrow's attractions. I know I've got it close. Um their promotion, they've they've done a lot for me. Um, you know, the very you know my very first seminar was a rice seminar, and that was back in the Stone Ages. Just kidding, it right. was only like a couple of years ago. Um, yeah, and they came to Houston earlier this year in January. I went to the seminar with Mercedes Martinez, and I. Her, I'm sorry, this is not her shoot name is Julie Hammer, but pa- right. Paige's mom is uh, Soraya Knight. Okay. And, uh, oh, it was fantastic. And then I was on the show later that night. That was crazy. And then I found out that I was asked to be a part of the show in Chicago in March of earlier this year. Crazy blew my mind. And that was where I got to wrestle Mercedes Martinez. That's where I got to be a part of Rise of the Contender. Just crazy. Trust me, like that. Honestly, being real—I mean, I've been real the whole the whole show—but that trip to Chicago, I don't want to say it changed my life or anything, but as far as like career goes, that gave me so much confidence. I cannot tell you the feeling that I felt of going up. I'd never been to Chicago before. I'd never been anywhere in the Midwest area like that. But doing that by myself and, you know, mixing it up with Mercedes Martinez, with being in front of this crowd who they don't have any clue who I am, I did that, you know? And it gave me a lot of confidence. And with that being said, yeah, I'm going back. And that's what I wanted. I always, you know, after that first show, <coughs> I said to myself, man, I hope I hope they like me. Like, I hope they thought I was good enough. I hope that, you know, they want me enough to come back and... Sure enough, I'm coming back November 1st, so I'm really, really excited to be back. That's amazing. A few yeah. things I'm talking about. You sure. started off in the show, not as a wrestler, but as a manager for Abrenja Jackson. That's right. What was your name? Sarah Pelosi. Sarah Pelosi. Yes. What was your character? So basically, I was his administrative assistant. Okay. Because if you remember, he had the campaign, right. the the uh, vote for vote for me AAJ. So I was his political advisor. Yeah, yeah. Essentially. So what does that mean in a wrestling sense? Well, he's doing the wrestling, obviously, but I got to come out there. I got to advise what he's doing. You know what I mean? I got to watch what he's what, doing. What, how did you feel when they approached you with this gimmick? You were fresh out of training. Yes. Um, you know, you weren't really taking any bumps or anything, but you're still out in front of people. Yeah. How was it? What were you thinking? What was running through your head? What was running yeah. through your heart? Oh, I was nervous as heck. Yeah. <laughs> Each time I would walk out there, um, of course, I have my notebook right. because that's part of yeah. you know, what it was. And I would, of course, you know, write things down as I'm observing my, my client. You know what I mean? I'm writing things down. But here's a little tidbit. As I would write things down, my hand is literally shaking. <laughs> One time, you were standing near me in the crowd of boys I used to run with at the, at the shows. And we were loud and we were super obnoxious. Yeah. And we started cheering for you. And we started chants for you. 
and it was before I even met you, before I knew who you were, yeah. and you got so nervous, you just oh, like no. walked to the other side of the ring. No. You were like, for good, I, were you, did you think you were going to get in trouble? I couldn't, you know, I don't oh. know if you remember that, but oh, you were just no. like this nervous look, and you just like wrote in your book and was like, I'm out, and you went to the complete opposite side of the ring that we were, and that always oh, <laughs> made God. me laugh. That's, that's embarrassing. <laughs> because in theory, you're not supposed to be taking attention away from the... Performers, right, right. When re- when referees get over too much, unless you're at a lucha show, re- lucha shows refs have their own interest music. Yeah, 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 yeah. Shout out to El Pupo, my favorite referee yeah. in the local area. I don't know. Isaac's a contender. He's jumping up there in my hey, heart. So I want yeah. I, I, I want an Isaac T-shirt made. Oh, cool. Isaac is awesome, but Pupo, man. He just some of the shadiest stuff ever. Oh, yeah. He yeah. takes off the shirt. He has his own shirt. <laughs> yeah. Cliff has his own shirt. I love it. I love it. Um. So, yeah, that was the Sarah Pelosi story. Yeah. I wanted to tell you, there's a little girl out there listening to this podcast thinking about getting to wrestling. What would you tell her? Just do it. You know I mean, please, please follow your passion. Don't let anybody stop you. Don't let anybody tell you otherwise. Don't let anybody push you around or tell you that you can't do it or you shouldn't do it or don't waste your time or what's the point or oh you're a girl or oh this please don't just how, follow your heart how tall are you five feet tall how many times do you wrestle this year just roundabout <sighs> what are you having three four times a month five six maybe i'll be honest that's tough yeah you know that's tough to quantify at the moment um but it's a lot. It, yeah. You're booked a lot yeah. all over Texas. I, and you're, what would you say? Five, six? Five feet tall. Five feet, just five feet even. Yeah. Um, I come from a long line of small Hispanic women. My mom is four foot eight. Yeah. Um, my sister's four foot eight. People are like, you're so short. I'm like, look, bro, I'm five, six. Like, I'm so happy. Like, I'm, I'm happy I got yeah. this. So, I mean, there's, there's no excuse of size. Right. There's no excuse of ability. Because I've right. seen you pull your almost dead body over a top rope. <laughs> To do the things you had to do to get the job done, to be in that ring because you love it so much. So you're out there listening. She's saying don't give up. I'm saying you watch Jenna Lynn in the ring. You watch her at all his promotions. Um, And you have no excuse if this is something you're passionate about to not get in that ring. Last question. We're going to end it with this. Sure. What do you love about professional wrestling? I love the real, raw human connection that I have with people um you know as a fan I kind of mentioned earlier with Shawn Michaels that very real feeling that I felt with him I mentioned it with Dolph Ziggler I mentioned it with AJ Lee I felt that with them and to be honest it doesn't matter how many years have gone by or how old I get or the fact that I'm in the business now I still feel those feelings for these certain wrestlers that have meant something to me and that I I don't want to replace that feeling for the world And so to kind of bounce it back into me, when I go to these shows and I see these fans, and a lot of these fans are very hardcore, so I feel like we're like friends at this point because I see them so many times. And I just talk to them like, you know, like, you know, they're normal people because they are. And I'm I'm just like anybody else, you know what I mean? Um, But that connection is there. I, I really feel from these people. I feel their support. I feel their genuine likeness towards me and I feel the same way towards them I you know I just want, want, to, want to say thank you to everybody who's ever supported me um sorry I'm starting to get a little emotional now uh, it's just, you know it's it's you guys you know it's you guys that I keep doing this and 
y'all are pushing me and every time I come out of that curtain you guys are the ones who no matter what I can trust on you guys to to just enjoy what I'm doing and that's that's all that I can ask for. I'm just so grateful for all the support that I have. Whether a young female fan, a young male fan, grown adult male fans, grown adult female fans, my, um, you know, my fellow wrestlers in the back, just anybody who ever takes the time to invest in me, to give me critiques, give me advice, or if a fan comes up to me and says, hey, I saw you last month, you improved from the month forward, man, that stuff means a lot to me. That means a lot, a lot to me. So I guess what do you love about wrestling is that connection that I have with people. Or I'd like to think that I have with people. You do. You do. So, Mr. Nate Laws, any final words? Man, just uh, appreciate everybody out there representing for Chapter Chess Radio. And if you're anywhere, any place close to a wrestling show, independent wrestling show, come watch the ladies and the gentlemen do their thing, entertain and electrify. Also, two words of my friend Jenna Lynn here, because I believe that we are friends. Motivation. Follow your dream. We only got one chance to live this life how we want to. Live it on your own terms. Miss Jenna Lynn, I'm so excited you came in to hang out with us. Um, you've been an amazing guest. This is the first ever Top of the Chess Radio, where we talk about Harry Potter, and I'm super excited about that. Um, I'm your boy, Chevy Chavarri, the excellence of podcast execution with my man, Mr. 409, Nate Laws, and we are Chop to the Chess Radio! Woo! Big shout out to the karate queen of the ring, the wrestling Raven Puff. That is Miss Jenna Lynn. Thank you so much for stopping in studio. You guys be ready for next week. It is going to get fly. It is going to get deaf because we got fly deaf in studio on the mic with me and Mr. 409, Nate Laws. I'm just hearing their story of how they got started, the links they traveled to get in this wrestling business. Um, blew my mind. Left that left that interview with so much more respect for fly deaf. They will be here. And there is tons of wrestling going on this month baby we are chopped to the chest radio a love letter to local wrestling and if you are a fan of local wrestling october 12th reality of wrestling records their live show for fight tv that is october 12th at the booker t arena the world gym arena be there always amazing show from those guys october 19th undisputed pro wrestling is running out of bay cliff it is the bay cliff beatdown your boy chevy chavarria will be doing the announcing of the matches that night and of course nate laws and lance Barreto will be defending their tag team champions along with our friend nate slater will defend his his uh undisputed pro wrestling champion he's the heavyweight champion against jesse logan so belts all on the line undisputed Pro Wrestling, the Bay Cliff Beatdown will be running out of the local fire station. We have some awesome things up our sleeves for that. And our friends over at Hurricane Pro are running October 26th. Man, that cart is so stacked. I know a bunch of the road guys are going out there. Um, if you are in the Beaumont area, Hurricane Pro, the show looks amazing. Look it up online, October 26th. Um, every match just seems like it is off the chain. We stinking love local wrestling. We love independent wrestling. This is Chop to the Chest Radio. We are a love letter to local wrestling. I'm Chef Chavri, the excellence of podcast execution with my man 409. Our man Guaps is taking a little time off to handle some family stuff. Um, Guaps, we love you, brother. We wish for your quick return, man. Um, you'll be back soon. We know you will amazing chop to the chest radio next week fly deaf let's do this baby
Five doors. <laughs> Representing for the doors of the whole 25. 